Hey there. This week in cannabis news, there are many legalization, banking, expungement, and more bills in Washington this month. Twitter's expanded their ad policy for cannabis. Singapore's executed a man over two pounds of cannabis. And Texas residents widely support decriminalization. But with a new bill up for vote, will the lieutenant governor block it again? We've got all this coming up, so get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is TM News Now. On Wednesday of this week, April 26th, at dawn in Singapore, a 46-year-old man named Tangaraju Sapaya was executed by long drop hanging His crime? Smuggling one kilogram of marijuana into the country, which is about two pounds, three ounces of marijuana. Singapore law considers anyone in possession of 1.1 pounds of marijuana or more to be a drug trafficker, and they're given the death penalty by hanging. In 2022, Singapore executed 11 people by hanging for drug offenses, including marijuana. Tengaraju Supaya was convicted in 2018 and his family and activists have been fighting to appeal, saying he'd been convicted on weak evidence and received limited legal access during his prosecution. In a last-ditch effort, billionaire entrepreneur and human rights activist Sir Richard Branson had issued a plea earlier in the week, hoping to draw attention and stop the death. Branson, who's also a member of the Global Commission on Drug Policy, has said that Supaya doesn't deserve to die and that the circumstances for Supaya's arrest and conviction were dubious. He further said Singapore may be about to kill an innocent man. According to Branson's press release, Supaya was actually not anywhere near the drugs at the time of his arrest. This was largely a circumstantial case that relied on inferences, and Supaya has maintained his innocence from the very beginning of his ordeal. Even Amnesty International have also said that his conviction relied mainly on statements that were allegedly made during his interrogation by police, which they claim was done without the presence of a lawyer or an interpreter being present. Singapore's Central Narcotics Bureau said that he was accorded full due process under the law and had access to legal counsel throughout the process. However, Singapore's own court documents in other past cases have affirmed that these types of arrests are only allowed access to a lawyer after the police have done their investigation. Amnesty International also said that further evidence in Supaya's case was from the testimony of his two co-accused, one of which had his charges dropped. And with an even larger worldwide presence, in Geneva earlier this week, a spokesman for the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights have said that they urge Singapore's government to urgently reconsider the execution and not to proceed. Unfortunately, though, they did. Family members said that he didn't want us, the family, to feel worse, so he would not show any emotion or his distress to us, so he always tried to appear strong. The family has said that they do not think he's had a fair trial, and none of them can accept it. They're just hoping for a miracle and were doing whatever they could. Although this happened in Singapore, it's worth remembering that despite the United Nations stance on the alleged human rights injustice, former President Trump has said several times that he admires Singapore's death penalty policy for drugs and quick trials and executions. In Pennsylvania in September 2022, Trump said, I'm calling to immediately institute the death penalty for drug dealers. And in July of 2022, Trump praised quick trials and said, you absolutely execute a drug dealer. During that same speech, he added, you look at Singapore and you look at other countries where they have the death penalty and they have no drug problem whatsoever. 
Trump further praised Singapore's executions by adding, It doesn't take 15 years in court. It goes quickly. You know what a quick trial is, right? Two hours. That's what. Trump has also made similar statements in 2018 and in 2020. Links to all those speeches can be found on our website. On April 20th, or 420, Senate Majority Leader Democrat Chuck Schumer of New York was the keynote speaker at a special 420 event inside the Capitol building. At the meeting, he wished cannabis advocates a happy 420 and promised that he would work like hell to advance reform. He added that Congress is behind the rest of the country on this issue. Schumer also announced his plan to refile his comprehensive federal legalization bill this session, as well as continuing to work on a more conservative cannabis legislation package. With Republicans in control of the House, though, getting cannabis measures passed could be difficult. But Schumer hopes that there will be even more Democratic support than we had last year. Schumer acknowledged his disappointment that safe banking was not able to get passed during the last Congress session and said, We came close, but we ran into opposition at the last minute. He added that he and other cannabis-supporting lawmakers would continue to work in a bipartisan way to get the job done. Schumer told the 420 gathering, Until we reach our goal, I promise to be in your corner and work like hell bringing federal cannabis policy to the 21st century. And we will need you, as we always do, to reach out to members of both parties in both chambers, especially Republican, so we can make progress on cannabis reform. Also in attendance at that April 20th National Cannabis Policy Summit were the co-chairs of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, as well as other legislative supporters there. The Republican representative from Ohio, Dave Joyce, spoke on his newly refiled bill, the PREPARE Act, which stands for Post-Prohibition Adult Use Regulated Environment, which was designed to prepare the federal government for marijuana legalization, and ultimately towards a regulatory system that's similar to how alcohol is regulated. The Democratic representative from California, Barbara Lee, said that she is hard at work in ensuring all players in the cannabis space, both large and small businesses, have equal access to capital. Lee also acknowledged that the public opinion has drastically shifted in support of cannabis legislation and noted 38 states and four territories have now legalized medicinal or adult-use cannabis, which of course represents the greater majority of the country. In addition to Schumer and the co-chairs of the caucus, Another legislative supporter there was Democratic Senator John Hickenlooper of Colorado. He spoke about the need for working on more conservative cannabis legislation packages, saying that, unfortunately, they are really not close to having enough support to pass full legalization through Congress this session. So he said starting with more incremental reform will allow us to get some momentum going and to really get into more meaningful discussions. In addition to the recently refiled PREPARE Act bill, and the upcoming legislation promised by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, there have been several other cannabis measures in the works on Capitol Hill this month. These tended to focus on smaller, incremental measures for cannabis, such as banking and expungement. That's because with a Republican-controlled Congress, the hopes for broad federal legalization passing during this term are slim, so the emphasis is being put on other smaller related measures. This past week, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic representative from New York, has refiled the HOPE Act bill, which stands for Harnessing Opportunities by Pursuing Expungement. That's designed to incentivize state and local cannabis expungements through federally funded grants. The Democratic senator from Oregon, Earl Blumenauer, filed a bill last week which hopes to allow cannabis businesses to take federal tax deductions, which they currently are not able to do. Republican congressional representative from Florida, Brian Mast, introduced legislation to protect Second Amendment rights to bear arms for cannabis users 
as they're currently banned from doing right now. Also during this past week, Senate and House lawmakers from both sides of the political aisle joined together to refile the SAFE Banking Act in each of their respective chambers. SAFE Banking stands for Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking. Its purpose is to protect banks that work with state legal cannabis businesses from being penalized by federal regulators. This would open up the availability of traditional banking to the cannabis industry, which is currently forced to be based in cash due to the lack of available banking options that are out there for them now. This new version of the Safe Banking Act differs from last year's package, which included expungements and failed to get passed. The new version also has more clarifications of who Safe Harbor Banking is extended to, and it includes more financial institutions. It would also give cannabis industry workers access to federally backed mortgages. Many of this bill's supporters have emphasized the need for safe banking by underscoring the safety element that applies to more than just the cannabis industry. One of the bill's sponsors, Democratic Senator from Oregon Jeff Merkley, said, Forcing legal businesses to operate in all cash is dangerous for our communities. It's an open invitation to robbery, money laundering, and organized crime, and it's way past time to fix it. Senator Blumenauer also added that this bill will save lives and livelihoods. Blumenauer further pointed out that previous versions had already passed the House seven different times, with the difficulty only being found in the Senate. Senator Merkley and another sponsor, Republican Senator from Montana Steve Daines, released a joint statement on Wednesday saying that this newly refiled bill would represent the largest ever cannabis reform legislation with bipartisan support in Congress. And they added, We are committed to making 2023 the year that a bill is signed into law that ensures all legal cannabis businesses have access to the financial services that they need. There are currently 40 sponsors and supporters of the bill, with 35 of them being Democrats and five being Republicans. And the House version has an additional eight co-sponsors as well. In other cannabis banking news, the Senate Banking Committee chairman, Democratic Senator from Ohio, Sherrod Brown, has said that his committee will also be working on cannabis banking reform on their own as well. Despite the high number of these cannabis bills being introduced and supported, and the vast majority of Americans supporting some form of cannabis legalization, the Senate's Republican majority still seem to insist on blocking any form of cannabis legislation while they remain in control. For example, on Wednesday of this week, Senate Republicans blocked the advancement of a bipartisan bill which promoted researching the viability of cannabis as a medical aid for military veterans with certain conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder. It's important to reach out to our representatives and let them know where we stand on this. And hopefully, the Republican-controlled Senate won't block every single cannabis bill going forward. Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, there have been positive changes for the cannabis industry within the social media app. In January, Twitter finally stopped the condescending substance abuse warnings for those people who search for cannabis-related terms on the platform. And in February, Twitter began allowing cannabis advertisements, and they even offered financial incentives for cannabis brands to advertise with them. On Tuesday of this week, Twitter continued to court the industry by announcing that they're expanding their cannabis advertising policy to allow certified advertisers the ability to feature packaged cannabis products in their ads, something that had been banned before. So far, they've only issued a short blog post announcement, so there's not a great deal of detail on the policy change at this time. The blog was written by Alexa Alianiello, who works in Twitter's U.S. sales and partnerships. She wrote, We have gathered meaningful feedback from the cannabis industry, which we've taken into consideration to create even more opportunity. We look forward to helping more customers unlock the power of Twitter ads to connect with the cannabis conversation and drive their business forward. 
Texas's current cannabis legalization availability is only an extremely limited medical program. However, according to December 2022 polls by the University of Texas and the Texas Politics Project, 72% of Texas voters say that they do support decriminalizing cannabis, and 55% also support full legalization. This week, the Texas House of Representatives passed a bill to decriminalize cannabis and create a system for expungements. That bill is now headed to the state Senate for review there. House Bill 218 would reclassify possession of small amounts of cannabis from a Class B to a Class C misdemeanor. It would also remove any associated jail time, and it would lower the maximum fine from $2,000 to $500. The bill would also allow people with small possession convictions the opportunity to have those expunged through a court process. But despite the widespread citizen support for decriminalization, the lieutenant governor, Republican Dan Patrick, presides over the Senate chamber and he believes that his opposing view of cannabis is more important than what the citizens want. Patrick has rejected similar decriminalization measures in 2019 and 2021. His spokesperson, Alejandro Garcia, spoke with the Texas Tribune in 2020 and said that Patrick is strongly opposed to weakening any laws against marijuana. HB 218 is currently awaiting review by the House Calendars Committee to be scheduled for floor action. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.